Welcome everyone to Anime Cast. That's right, anime's back in fashion. And do you know why, Tim? Tim, do you know why? Do you know what tomorrow is? Uh, cyberpunk. What What does cyberpunk have to do with anime? They're getting an anime in Tomor- two weeks. Oh, I was gonna say tomorrow oh, two is weeks. okay. Tomorrow is September first. Oh wait, 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 Joe. Uh-huh. Jojo, that's right. Jolene <laughs> is back for the second half of Stone Ocean, the show that all of our listeners are watching, I'm sure. Right? Boy, I hope right, so, because uh, Jolene kicks ass. <laughs> I, 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 I can't confirm all our listeners, but you specified listeners, which is good, because I don't watch. Because <laughs> I, I'm. I what? I'm actually, you don't watch anime? I'm, I'm, hates I, anime. I don't I'm hate sure anime. You I am a ca- I'm a very casual anime enjoyer. I, I do not. I do not binge. One time I, I told not Dean seek out new animes. that I watch anime and he punched me in the gut. Oh my god. Okay. That's bull- that's bullying. <laughs> Dean, are you a bully? Are you an anime he only, bully? He only did it because he saw him punching a frog for no reason. I fucking <laughs> I hate you fucking and then, so much. And then he called me a weeb and he and he dumped my books. Yeah. I will He's show like, you're you reading all the wrong. I will Read shove right. you all into lockers and take all of your lunch money. <laughs> You're reading your stop books reading. the wrong way! Yes, I'm reading them backwards. It anger confuses me. And then I'm gonna go play sports ball. Yeah. That's Man. right. Can't wait to go watch the uh, new season of that football anime. I forget what it's called, but it's about... <laughs> it's about it's, it's literally yeah. about, like, American sure, football in Japan. It's great. That whole football anime? That'd yeah. be pretty good. It's pretty great. That can't be a popular show. You'd be surprised, yet, actually. You'd be surprised. These sports animes do like they yeah. do numbers. They, it's they go hard, man. <laughs> that baseball anime. Well, Ace I guess, of Diamonds. Which, which, I've watched oh, that Ace a of Diamonds. Yeah, Ace of Diamonds is good, I, but I mean, there's well, also like 17 really good. Especially baseball. if like the sports anime is also a little gay. It does. Oh yeah. It does. Oh yeah. Then it Yuri does. On then ice, it does baby? Really good. Yeah. So, <laughs> So yes. maybe maybe yes, it'll be a fantasy anime because I, <laughs> I don't think Japan can grasp American football like most other countries can't grasp I think it. They can. I think they can grasp uh, CTE pretty pretty fine. I think they'll I think they'll manage. I'm not saying it's difficult to parse. I'm saying who gives a shit. <laughs> you guys remember extreme football? Yes. Uh, or, yeah. Mutant League sound legal. Mutant League um, no, there was there was like an XFL yeah, way back XFL. in the day that was like. They smaller were like field, right? smaller field, higher contact. I think there was like wrestlers and shit on the field. Yep. I think like fucking Dennis Leary was one of the announcers for some reason. <laughs> it quarterback. It was a fever dream. I don't know yeah, how anybody actually, thought it was a good uh, idea. It actually came back uh, two years ago, and then like oh, the COVID, reckoning. and then like COVID killed it, and then oh the yeah, Rock, I remember that. And then the Rock bought it, <laughs> and it's coming back again. Yeah, sure, dude. I want okay. So anyways, the point of this was that we're getting yeah, an my- anime of the XFL, and I'm very excited okay. about that. I'd fucking watch it. I actually don't think that's true, but if we did, I'd watch it too. <laughs> yeah, that was far more about the spectacle than it was the sport. <laughs> Which is anime. Which I is mean, it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's it's a perfect fit. I mean, it's, it's no arena football. <laughs> Which oh is the God. even dumber version of... Will, will the first arc be the antagonist stealing the team's playbook? Y slash N. Like they have a physical playbook. Yeah. And it's like and it's enshrined in a, in a glass yeah. case. <laughs> they actually steal it. I love it. 
I think that's the plot of the Water Boy. Uh, so, so I think I can see it working out. So this Anyways. is our XFL podcast. Yeah, that's all over. You know what? Sportscast dead. Done. Anime cast fucking buried. Anime oh, cast. Uh, well, that's too bad. I was going to talk about how excited I was for the second part of. You don't get to be excited because it's dead now. Because I, legi- no, I legitimately, Anime cast is over. I legitimately <laughs> do believe Jolene is like my favorite JoJo. So. Wow, that's tall praise. There's Jolene. so many JoJos to choose from. Jolene rules. Like six, right? I th- and I think six. it's it's yes. mostly it's mostly a benefit of uh, Araki figuring yeah, out what I think the it's... fuck he's doing as time goes on. So seven now. Better. Yeah, seven, seven. And I think I think we're legitimately a year or how many years out from like, hey, the next part JoJo World is coming at some point. Please stay tuned. And then there's been like radio silence. Yeah, it just wrapped the uh, last arc like within the past year. When when are they when is he going to introduce the next random power source? That's what I want to know. I don't know. He's just like, stands, you know what? That's old news. Suddenly new thing. Magic rings. I'm calling I mean, it. That's, my, look, there that's are defini- my JoJo prediction. There are people out there that are like, you know, we should bring back the breathing magic again. Yeah, Haman. Oh my god. Haman was <laughs> top tier. They did have magic rings in Battle Tendency. If you count the rings that were uh, around his heart and his throat, uh, that would kill him if he didn't yeah. fight. Yeah. But they dissolved. In that's the magic. That's magic. Oh god! All right, I don't want to. This could go on forever. <laughs> we're not, we're not turning this into Jeff Jeff a Jeff Jeff bizarre adventure <laughs> watch along podcast. Although I will say, all right, last last point about that. <laughs> Two things: one, watch the first season of JoJo because it's just utterly nonsense and it's great. And two, Jeff Jeff's bizarre adventure is a wonderful podcast, and you should check it out. Yeah. All right, why were we talking about anime? Well, there was a reason. Because if you remember, dear listener, there is a concept on our show where we are bound to play a certain video game due to delivered to us by Lady Luck in the Microsoft Xbox uh, wheel spin. Uh, unfortunately, this week, uh, the only one that is going to bring you this wonderful story of an anime video game is Dean. So thank you, Dean for telling us all about Scarlet Nexus and why it's your favorite video game you've played yet. Uh, don't put those words in my mouth. <laughs> if you don't mind, that would be great. Um, That's a good, that was a good review. I, I like that really brought the energy up. <laughs> yeah. Just if you, if you like games styled like Devil May Cry, you will like Scarlet Nexus. It does nothing to break from that form besides like some skill trees. Hell yeah, every video game since 2004 needs a skill tree of some kind. It's true. What's the what's the what's the download of Scarlet Nexus? What is the story? Who are you? Why are you doing um, game things? You're a kid who joins and obviously you're like you're like 17. You're a child who joins a military organization dedicated to fighting. Adults, yeah. Yeah, dedicated to fighting um these like aliens that want to eat your brains. You are you are Yuito uh, Sumeragi. Well, no, or, there's, there's two, yeah. Or Kasani Randall. And they they, they Randall. Yeah. Yes, they have different plots. Uh, I did not play both. Um, but yeah, so you join you join the group that fights against the brain eaters. And, the OSF. Um, yeah, and you immediately go off script and fuck everything up, and then get a yeah. larger plot. 
It also looks like a techno nightmare, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's from screenshots. Like, it's full like everybody's got like brain implants. Yeah, pseudo like biopunk. Yeah, lots of I like they called it brain punk. I was oh, gonna yeah. say the Steam description here says brain punk future. You know what? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Is that a genre? It is now. It wasn't <laughs> a before. Of, a lot of glow. A lot of glowy lines going in and out of stuff. Okay. Okay. I'm noticing looking at these videos for a psionic brain punk future. There's not a lot of motorcycles. I was kind of expecting more Akira. Yeah. There's no Akira sliding. There's none of that. But you know what there is is uh, friendship because okay. so guess much what? friendship. Uh, besides uh, anime action, this game also has social links. You like that shit? You like uh, making you friends? Persona Five style, or what yeah, basically, uh, you give them—I uh, mean, you give them gifts, and they're like, "Ooh, thank you," and they like different gifts, and you know, if you Persona may cry. If you if you, <laughs> if, you, if they like you enough, you do you do more stronger. Ooh. Yes. Um, because you can you can borrow basically the abilities of uh, these people that also join your party. And, oh, so um, it's uh, it's Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> That yeah. does that, which is uh, pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna ask: Does it have a tea time like Fire Emblem Warriors? You know, can you have tea with your with your friends? Very Actually, important. I, th I think one of the events you you do have tea with one of your friends. <laughs> it's officially an anime game. It, uh, it sort of has sort of the um, uh, that uh, those tales vignettes um, where you know it's little you know scenes. Uh, um, yeah little, little scenes that uh, that don't really have much to do with the overarching plot, but. Yeah, it's nice to get to know these characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of them. There's so fucking many of them. I forget what they're actually called in Tales, but I'm always, in my head, they're just scenes, because that's what they're... It's like, press start, scene. <laughs> Whenever that thing pops but, up. Anyway. But yeah, so Dean, Dean was the only one to play it um, over the you've, you've past played couple it, weeks. You've played it previously, though, right? I think you beat uh, it. Yeah, I beat it like around release because <laughs> of the weeb shit. Yeah. Did can't, you like it? Can't help yourself. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Did you beat it, Dean? No, absolutely not. Are you going to? Uh, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, it's a definite maybe because, like, you know, I I do like that style of um, you know, hack and slash gameplay. And, the action's uh, pretty tight. The yeah, the action's pretty tight. The moves you could do are pretty cool and incredibly variable. Um, and it does open I, up. I don't plan to pay attention to any of the plot or dialogue. <laughs> I will be hitting the skip button constantly. You're probably fine. Uh, if you I'm don't want to get infected by the weeb. I understand. Well, well, okay, hear me out. I tried to not do that during the tutorial, and it took me like two hours because of all the plot they tried to jam in there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of visual novel shit in there. Yeah, and I'm, mm. I'm fucking good, dog. I will, I will beat it and then read the synopsis on fucking Wikipedia. I mean, like, as yeah, good. somebody that uh, played through all of Yuito's route and then like halfway through uh, Kasane's, uh, you're fine. You're good. It gets it goes off the fucking rails in ways you wouldn't expect. But I mean, it, it, it's it's very much it's anime nonsense. <laughs> Hearing all this, though, it makes me want to wish even harder for like 13 Sentinels to come to PC properly because <laughs> It sounds like uh, the modern era of anime game is here's some action, but also like mostly you're here for the plot. Like, um, if I could, <laughs> just... we're gonna throw a lot of plot at you, 
and uh, you know care about it as you will bring up like one plot element uh dean would you um just you know i I don't know would you play like an hour or two um i would say like three okay um uh, how much would you think the moon factors into this plot (laughs) uh i'm second guessing everything now uh just like on a scale of one to ten, how much do you think the moon fucking matters in this shit? In the in the first three hours, I would say not at all, but I is assume one hundred percent. Is it Babylon's <laughs> falling this shit with the moon? Well, uh, Scarlet anyway. Nexus walk, so Babylon's <laughs> fall could run. Babylon's fall was more like a like a fucking like a Dyson sphere sort of situation. I honestly <laughs> don't really know how uh, the sky breaks open like it did, and what that means for. I don't know, the rest of the world? Is it like a hollow earth thing? doesn't fucking matter. Babylon's fall is garbage. Uh, but the moon. Dean, you're going to love it. Mad you're gonna love moon? It. Just mad moon junk? You're going you're gonna to love the way you look at the moon. The Am moon, I... The, is the moon haunted? <laughs> Am I going to become a moon knight? Um, let's just say things aren't as they seem. <laughs> is that no moon? Uh-huh. Let's just say things aren't what they appear, Dean. Things <laughs> not as they seem in my anime? Let's just say sounds like the moon's haunted. Let's just say things aren't as straightforward as they appear. Okay, Uh, okay, so I don't know what's going on. Here's my guess on the plot twist: the city is on the moon, and the moon, as you see it, is a is like a desolated Earth. Whoa! You want you want to bet money on that? I will bet money on that. Five dollars. Yeah. All right. Sure. But why would why would I take this bet if I knew you were you were right? I mean, to be fair, that's a pretty good guess. I would totally believe that. I that's think you a should just give him the five dollars, Tim. It's a good guess. You just give you know, him the five dollars. It's, it's a strong guess. I can see the light novel turn in, turning into an isekai uh, anime adaptation as we speak. Uh, oh boy! All right. So, uh, last questions about Scarlet Nexus. Um, did you play uh, Near Automata, and is it similar, like combat and stuff, to that? Yeah, more or less. Okay. And do you think Nier Automata was better or comparable in, like, overall rating? Um, hmm. I would say it's comparable enough. Uh, Scarlet Nexus, I'm pretty sure, is going to be a much shorter and tighter story experience. I don't know yeah. about that. <laughs> There's not nine <laughs> endings to to push through sequentially? I'll well, tell you what nine... Nier Automata didn't have is social <laughs> links. Oh, I thought you were going to say well, a moon. Or in anime TV series. I mean, um, Nier, Nier Autonoma absolutely had a moon. Let's be clear about this. It's kind of the central central premise of the uh, the story. I here. mean, I'll, I'll say to contrast uh, with Nier Automata, uh, Nier Automata actually is trying to tell you something about life. Um, game, Scarlet, Scarlet. Scarlet Nexus is just trying to tell you a dumb bullshit anime story. Yeah, it's like, hey, fight fight brain demons with your friends. And look and extremely it's... extra while doing it. Oh, and just action-wise, sure. like, Scarlet Nexus, um, moment to moment, just feels more deliberate, whereas Nier Automata felt uh, kind of floaty. A little meandering. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, okay, cool. Um, so that was Scarlet Nexus. Dear listener, check it out. Let us know why the rest of us should go back and play it again. Uh, tell us on Twitter. We love to hear from you. Who wants to spin the wheel to get the next game for I am game going, club? I'm going to spin the wheel. I've pre-spun it, and the first thing was Dead Space 3, which is removed because it's a EA thing. Uh-huh. All right, so oh, not right. Dead Space 3, then. I'm going to hit Surprise Me. 
I'm going to get missed, uh, which I'm going to spin again because it's leaving Game Pass tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Over two. And we got We Happy Few. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, the, right. a, a game with okay. a, let's got say, interest, interesting uh, history to it. Very uh, speckled past. Also yeah. sort of changed genres, I think, midway through I'm actually, development. I'm actually kind of interested to play I this think. thing. This thing seems cool. I mean, it seems sure cool it as in... genres yeah. multiple times. I think, like, it was first presented as, like, a... It's like an open world survival crafter. Yeah, but it was presented in a way that made people think it was like a single, It was a lot more narrative focused. Yeah, like a Bioshock when it was all along like a kind of roguelike yeah, survival game. Like, and so the, I actually the company actually, that makes this is like super tiny. And when they yeah. saw the response to the trailer, they were like, oh no. <laughs> we are not built to deal with this sort of expectation. Yeah, whoopsie. Uh, I think yeah, they got acquired whoops. by Microsoft after yeah. to get the resources they needed to remake their game. Yep. Although, but um, and, it's, and, actually... it's, and it's published by Gearbox because they had the publishing deal first, and I think there was some Gearbox like uh, publishing fuckery in there too. Beautiful stuff. What a wonderful mess. So yep. We Happy Few is a game I got in on the ground floor on uh, Hell yes. way back Ooh, when. Okay. So I have actually experienced the genre switch. You got to Excellent. feel the disappointment firsthand. Yeah, firsthand in real time. Excellent. Oh, this should be fun. It's fine. It's a pretty. It's a pretty good game from what I remember. I'm gonna have to replay it. Yeah, this this one should be uh, pretty interesting. I'm amazed that a Mist was on Game Pass and B it's leaving tomorrow. It's leaving tomorrow. <laughs> you just missed it. Yeah. Oops. Pay more attention. Yeah, I Get guess. What you're paying for man. Apparently, I, I actually did. I'm looking at the missed thing. Apparently, I have 220 gamer score, so I did, in fact, at some point, play it through Game Pass. Ooh, Chivos. <laughs> I probably did the speed run because that's like six, <laughs> six, 11 switches. I forget how many the, the true ending speed run is. Wow. Anyway, deep missed anyway, facts. <laughs> so, someone from this podcast will play We Happy Few and tell you all about it. Uh, when that is, we don't know, but we'll try to make it happen. <laughs> Tune in for then. Moving on to news. Do, 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 do. That's our new uh, news segment intro. Loved it. Uh, trying it out. It will be cut um, out in post. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it might be. This this first one, uh, I feel like I'm about to do some stand-up. You hear about this? You hear about this? Huh? You hear about this? What's the Tencent? deal? Tencent and Sony Interactive Entertainment collectively acquire 30% of From Software. Wow. Wow. Would you believe I this? Any, I don't have any jokes. I yeah, just, would you would you believe that 15%? Would you believe that Sony and Tencent increase their shares in a company that has recently done well? Wow. Actually, although actually to be fair, it's not um they're increasing their stake via uh, the Writes the holder, the owners of FromSoft, just issuing more stock, so they're not technically, not directly selling their own stake to finance this. But uh, the extra money is apparently going towards uh, like helping uh, FromSoft's sort of they you know self-publish, re right? Reinvest in itself and yeah, expand uh, their self-publishing because right now they self-publish their own games in Japan only and have for. Pretty much, I think the entire history of the company relied on third-party publishing outside of Japan, and it's been yeah, who, like 
Ubisoft Who stuff outside and Bandai Nam- Bandai Namco Activision, Activision published uh, Activision, Sekiro. Yeah, Activision Ooh. published uh, Sekiro and other things and fucking weirds me out. Yeah, there's yeah. there's like six or seven different publishers for Weird that they switch stuff. publishers so liberally. Yeah. I guess whichever get, gives them the best deal cuz I yep. mean whoever wants I think to fund they have their like, stuff. They have a pretty pristine track record, right? So like the past decade yes yeah so if they're if they're releasing straight bangers every time people are gonna be like lowballing to get any kind of deal with them because they're gonna make sales yep and like i mean good time to get in the door you know fucking elden ring sold the most things from soft has ever sold of a video game ever 40 bajillion copies yeah if i'm reading this right and i'm probably not i'm reading section three here where it says use of the capital the total paid in capital. So I'm assuming that like this is the money Sony and yeah. Tencent paid to acquire these shares. And it was a a smooth 36 billion yen. Yeah, which it's translates the equivalent to 260. Yep. It's weird that million. like it's super weird to see a company like compared to a North American or American company that like 260 million dollars is like. 30% of the company <laughs> that seems undervalued but that is the way yeah. of a lot of I think uh, Japanese companies they're not uh, overvalued the way a lot of Americans are at least uh, share wise that's because they base their value on I don't know things that they actually create and not just yeah. hype yeah, not just tech <laughs> hype not, uh, not Elon Musk dollars or uh, so, socialite dollars I don't know what we want to call them <laughs> Well, I, th- I think they're just less trapped in the intersection between like video games and tech, so that doesn't really that whole hype train for tech doesn't really rub off as much. Yeah, it seems more uh, li- like an American thing. Side note about not trapped in that intersection of games and tech. Um, this was from a story from last week. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Sakurai's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I did get a chance so to good. watch all of his videos, and Aren't they're very they short and they're very good. Yeah, and oh. I love. How everyone's like, this is the first part of a brand new series. And every single video he's done so far is the first part of a brand new series. So like every episode begins in the same way. It's like uh, this is the one that's in all these in parallel. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like here's yeah, it's like Mondays. It's like Mondays are gonna be the here's a game I worked on, Tuesdays are gonna be a concept, Wednesday it's it's very comfortable. Yeah. It's it's pure like five to ten minutes of just raw info dump. And it's just a streamer so now. <laughs> he's a youtuber he he said specifically he's not going to play video games on his channel so he's only going to do these educational yeah. content pieces but like he has um pretty good uh like production team with him already i don't even know if he's doing his own production or who's doing it but it has a lot of animations like custom made animations and stuff and they're all really cute um, and the idea is really simple. One episode was entirely on frame rate. And it was mm-hmm. just, this is what frame rate is. And it's like, I already know what all this is, but I liked seeing his cute way of describing it. Yep. <laughs> and it was a very and, enjoyable video. And just like as a further aside on the aside, absolutely blowing up the PC master race by being like, you know, 30 FPS is fine, but more is yeah. better. But like, you know, <laughs> it's fine. More is better, but not like worth the thousands yeah. we spent. <laughs> Like not always that does run at 30. How about that, Sakurai? He did. I think he actually specifically showed for his example uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild in handheld mode. (laughs) He's like, here it is. That was not consistent. He's like, the game's still fun. It's like the 30 FPS is like fine. You don't need more. 
but it's you know nice what game he, he actually um, you know what game he did show that consistently dropped below 30 as his other example was shadow of the colossus mm -hmm. and i was like that's kind of a dig yeah but he's <laughs> okay. like okay. but he used it to illustrate there's a difference between frame drops and slowdown yes <laughs> got me there yeah, yeah. fair enough <laughs> even keeps his jabs educational yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the whole. That's the thing that I love. That's why I shared the the thing last week because it's entirely a series of hey, here's a thing, but also here's that patented Sakurai tangent. <laughs> yeah, and he should very patent good. it. Um, he talks a lot about risk versus reward. That was a good episode, and yeah, they're all different lengths. Anyways, I highly recommend it, and I it's just refreshing to see him very and the reason why i brought this tangent up is because he was very focused on video games and like the development and discussion of video games and like it's the same thing with uh awada um where if you've like read his interviews or anything yeah, or ask you know, awada the, stuff yeah yeah and like he was just like i love video games i live and breathe video games and you know he's he was more like he loved tech and like you know gadgets and stuff like that but i don't know there's something so wholesome about the japanese approach to uh entertainment that Americans do not seem to have the same like view of the world when it comes to trying to suck people into their black hole of entertainment products. Uh, anyways, I mean, that's my tangent. <laughs> NFTs are uh... <laughs> no NFT news this week. We did Western it. Evil. <laughs> I specifically uh... avoided the NFT news this week. Anyway. <laughs> so next piece on here is uh Detroit become human developer Quantic Dream buys NetEase? No, what? the other way the other way around. They have been bought oh, by NetEase. Okay. And, makes, and yet another makes, Yeah. Oh Jesus. That makes way more sense. Grab some coffee, you Andrew. Yeah. Point to imagine? <laughs> Jesus. I can't imagine. Oh, okay. Yeah, another <laughs> win, I guess, for Chinese investment firms. I don't know if I'd call this a win. Well, it's a win for them, but <laughs> And also, I get, and it's a win for them on multiple levels because a they like investing, and b uh, they really like moving their money out of China. <laughs> it's, it's what ten cents been butting heads the, with the Chinese government with. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, what, you know, what's, what's Quantic Dream working on? Aren't they making something? They're making a Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, making Star a David Wars. Cage a lot Star of War. trouble with it. Yeah. I think we I think we talked about it like a month or so ago about it just like yeah, imploding. Yeah. Something I, I think definitely longer than that. Yeah, like yeah. earlier this year, there were stories of of shit just falling apart and how how many people they still need to hire. I imagine well. I imagine part of that falling apart was the impetus for getting for selling the company. So yeah. well, the lawsuits? That the is lawsuit, yeah. yeah. That too. If we've learned anything from Blizzard, if you're if your company is rife with corruption and lawsuits, you it's the perfect it. time to buy a fire mm -hmm. sale, baby. You, know, you buy at the dip, man. You buy at the dip. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, NetEase. Uh, what else does NetEase? They, NetEase owns a bunch of stuff. Yeah, NetEase Diablo Immortal. Yeah, this NetEase article says is... Diablo Immortal, but they do a bunch of things. Yeah, NetEase, much like Tencent, has both directly and through subsidiaries their fingers and pies all over the place. Yeah. Although I think stuff. NetEase is more front and centered, whereas Tencent seems to be more of a, at least uh, Tencent proper services, seems to be more of, yeah. a, more of a like, we just want 10% of the thing that makes money because we like making money. Whereas NetEase is like a game, specifically a game publisher. Lord of the Rings Rise to War. Is that oh, even yeah. a game? NetEase, NetEase makes all, is, it, all sorts of mobile stuff. They published Naraka Blade Point. Mm-hmm. 
they make a bunch of uh didn't they used to make a bunch of like mmos too yeah um, in the in the old days in the mid 2000s i think that was netties uh anyways so yeah they bought quantic dream and so the like the race to the the singularity <laughs> continues the game the game studio singularity but uh well we're not there quite there yet uh, next one, Ubisoft postpones decommissioning of older online titles until October. So this is a weird one because a couple, oh was it like a month ago, Ubisoft did the thing where they're like, hey, here's a bunch of old ass games. Nobody really, if we're honest, cares about playing anymore. We're going to turn off the online service for them on September yep. 1st. Reasonable. Also, we're going to prevent you from buying the DLC. <laughs> for yeah, these games reasonable. you might own and want to play in single player even if it's single player <laughs> dlc you know uh, and people were like hey that's kind of fucked up and also september 1st uh which at the time this recording is tomorrow uh not very far away and so ubisoft uh took this under advisement and was like all right look we're gonna push it back a month we're gonna decommission the stuff on october 1st uh unless you're the online only version online only game uh what is it space junkies on pc which is getting turned off tomorrow the fuck was that game i remember it vaguely. yeah it sounds it sounds familiar i have no idea what it is off is that a shooter uh anyway know. they're postponing everything and in cases where they can they're trying to minimize disruption like they're actually patching anno 2070 to yeah, change it that? to change it from the old online architecture over to something modern so that they can continue because like that's the main thing that drives this it's not that oh it costs too much to keep up it's the thing it runs on hardware that is completely obsolete and the vendor drops support for it right so like yeah. we don't have it, hardware support <laughs> you know all the, the same anymore. um all the same, you know, uh, how is that my fucking problem? As, yeah, exactly. as the customer, how is, exactly. how is that my fucking problem? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is they're yeah. also being like, hey, okay, you can continue to purchase DLC. Just like, like activate it. If you download it before, we're not going to turn off the DLC retroactively. Get your DLC now for all these fucking video games. Uh, on consoles, there will be no disruption to the DLC purchases, which yippee. Uh, although I think it's neat as somebody that really liked Anno 2070 that Anno 2070 will continue to live. So that's nice. I think what I always think is that they should package all the server code, the game, mm -hmm. send it to the Library of Congress, mm -hmm. and never talk about the game ever again and oh, I, leave oh. it in the vault. <laughs> Wait 20 <laughs> no, see, years I'm, for... I'm a... going the same way. Yeah. I'm going to, like, bury it like a National <laughs> yeah. Treasure movie no, no, no. underneath... Wait. <laughs> Wait for YouTuber Raymona to find it in the Library of Congress, just like she did the uh, Saban live-action Sailor Moon recently. Yeah, perfect. I mean, that's <laughs> that's where all games should go to die eventually, is the Library of Congress, and then no one will ever play them again. And I'm fine with that. I you can think hear that about as long as it's all there. Yeah, you can exactly. hear about in 15 years, people dug up the <laughs> server code from the Library of Congress for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah exactly, so they could play multiplayer. It was still buggy. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, weird. Also, this uh, postponing, according to the article, is from September 1st to yes. October 1st. Not much yeah. of a postpone. <laughs> no. You get like an a, extra, like you get an extra brief, month. But yeah, this was also pause. only announced like a few weeks ago. So, you know, an extra month. Yeah. Is, it was, it, I think it's mostly to do with like people being like, hey, I want to, like, what if I want to buy the DLC? 
<clears throat> and now they're just Ubisoft's like, okay, you got a month. We won't All retroactively right. prove it. Yeah. So this next story is uh, a kick in the face for the one of the most uh, one of the largest Nintendo fan groups there is. That's right, people that own a Wii U. I'm one of them. Uh, there's there's dozens of us, and the Wii U was the best Nintendo console they ever made, and then they they spit on it. We can't just uh, lie on the podcast like this. I'm not. <laughs> I own a Wii U, and I love it. It was it's a great console. I tend uh, to agree. Is the Wii U in the room with you right now? <laughs> no, it's behind. Me. I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know about Andrew, phone, but in my case, I can at least say that no, that shit's in a fucking bin in the basement. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it does like it should. I love it, but uh, it's an, it's been binned. Uh, my uh, my Wii U is in my my co- like console collection pile that I have that lives under the TV. <laughs> it's like hasn't been set up in a while. However, that said, the last thing I played on it was Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD, which I played right before that. Um, And both of those HD remakes for the Wii U were incredible. They are very good. Uh, They're like way better ports of old games than I've seen from a lot of stuff. They fix a lot of the UI. They improve it. They remove a lot of like the Wii crap for Twilight Princess. Man, and... that, especially that HD report of Wind Waker is phenomenal. Yes. And it's very Wind Waker is good. They actually fix some of the like clunkier quests and other crap in the game, and like oh yeah, outright make them better. Um, and so this story says, hey, you know what, Wii U fans and like Wii U aficionados that like to lord stuff over others, well, too bad. These games might just be coming to the Switch after all. So, yeah. according you... to uh, Jeff Grubb on this morning's uh, uh, show on Giant Bomb, you, you know, there is a Nintendo Direct of some sort coming in September. It's probably going to be, as he says, a Zelda blowout. And we'll probably announce uh, Switch ports of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. And I have to guess and cap by. By uh, Breath of the Wild too, because I mean that thing's been missing <laughs> for a bit. This Which is the is... same problem with Mario Kart Eight, and why I never bought it again for the Switch, because I own the Wii U version and I own all the tracks. So why would I buy it again? <laughs> because <laughs> now there's like... more. Because now there are more tracks. They're in the middle of releasing like <laughs> forty goddamn new tracks for that they're, thing. They're taking everything from you, Andrew. What are you gonna they do? They are. About it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just buy these again for my Switch and own Zelda Twilight Princess for a third time. First they took Bayonetta <laughs> two. Uh, you can actually own Zelda Twilight Princess four times if you bought the GameCube, the God. Wii version, no. the Wii U version, and then the Switch version. Uh, I mean, it was inevitable. I mean, they port this, sh- they port these fucking games yeah, all the I, goddamn it's places. Been so because it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, it, that's been the weird thing of like, where the f- like of all the things to port to the Switch from the Wii U, where the and fuck the, is Twilight and, Princess and, and Wind Waker? And presumably the Twilight years of the Switch, hopefully. Yeah, here's Twilight I don't know. Princess. I think it it. So they said Nintendo said they're gonna they're working on a new console, but it kind of feels like they're just gonna keep releasing <laughs> updated Switches. Uh, Switch I U. think it's that's really only. I think that's what everyone wants, right? Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if that is if they stayed that course. And it's just like they improve the capabilities of the Switch, but like everything's I, sort of. I cannot imagine after selling a bazillion Switch consoles that they're going to release something that isn't. Yeah, that is Switch adjacent. 
Yeah, it's not good. It's going to be something that run like I don't It'll suck eventually. I don't know if Nvidia has an SOC on offer for Nintendo. I'm sure they'd be ha more than happy to design a new one for Nintendo, given how well the Switch is sold. But it'll probably yeah. run. Then a new Switch will run on ARM because they will put the same right. game pack slot on it, so you can be backwards compatible. They'd be insane not to. Yeah. The the yeah the only problem with that would be the capabilities of the current Switch getting phased out and therefore can no longer be backwards compatible just because of the way tech progresses. Yeah. But that's, that that's the a problem things. for five years from now. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo, the only reason the Switch isn't backwards compatible is because it's really hard to put a disc slot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, we did it. That's true, yeah. but you can't put can't put a Wii can't put a Wii U or a Wii disc in your and Switch. And the PSP did great. I had a PSP. I also. Yeah. Had a PSP. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you owned another fucking loser handheld. <laughs> I owned a PSP. And let me tell you, just like my, just like my Dreamcast, it was <laughs> look. Dreamcast console. was ahead of its time. The PSP <laughs> did better than my Vita. So as much as it yeah. might mean life, didn't have. They a doubled lot of down. Me. They doubled Sony's... down with the PSP and went, "Let's do the Vita. It's better." And then, and then Sony it. was just like, eh, "Everybody maybe. who bought the PSP Fuck was like, 'We've been burned before.'" I think yeah. it was mostly Sony's fault. With with they, I, they just didn't support it very hard. Yeah, they gave no, up because they. Thing. The real chicken or egg situation idea. here. Vita was a good idea, but they didn't do anything with it. Well, I mean, Vita means life. Yeah. Shut the true. fuck up. <laughs> you know what's not? You know okay. what doesn't? You know what doesn't mean life, Andrew? Uh, uh, scammers. What, what? Scammers. Yeah. Tell me about the story. Hey, I don't. Have get you it. heard about the Steam Curator program? No. And maybe that's yeah, why I'm confused. It's, it's, yeah, it's incredibly annoying and <laughs> It's useless. a weird thing where people can curate lists of shit they like and you can follow curators to get like rec it's a weird it's oh, one yeah, of those yeah. other like, weird you, you, you social can follow, like you can follow like the games that like the Jimquisition likes or like rock, paper, shotgun. But like, oh, I mean like half of it is mostly dumb memes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Leaving so, the same review for everything. So speaking of leaving the same review for everything. So a number oh. of Steam curators have been removed and banned from the platform of steam because and this is kind of a wild one an indie game solo indie dev developer oh, called cow, cow cat games released a game called brock the investigator they released a bunch of steam keys to steam curators they had a sneaking suspicion that some of these steam curators were actually steam key resellers so they released Steam keys that were effectively demos, right? Genius. So when they did this, they noticed that a bunch of Steam curators changed their reviews to massively negative all at the same time, all with the same review. And when you're a small developer, suddenly having a bunch of negative Steam reviews is extremely impactful. But they only did this after being given keys, extra keys that were demo keys that weren't actually the full game. Because they got a bunch huh. of emails asking for keys for Steam curators, and they're like, this is weird. And like, hey, previous indie devs, other indie devs have said, like, this is a thing that happens, be careful. <laughs> so they end, like, as to essentially, you know, scam keys to resell and, you know, extort indie devs who might not, you know, you know, 20 people not buying your game on Steam is kind of a big deal when you're a tiny indie dev. Uh, anyway, 
they noticed that this was a thing, sent out the demos, sent out these, you know, essentially demo keys, realized most of these curators didn't change the reviews. A lot of them did, did notice because they were the ones reselling the keys and the people that bought the keys on the other end probably complained that it wasn't the full game, reported them to Steam, and they're all banned because it turns out that's, I guess, the only way to get things done is to do it yourself. <laughs> On Steam, really, really put on his fucking detectors, yeah. detective hat, yeah. put on his Columbo, put on his Columbo trench coat, and did the work for Valve. He Beautiful. really investigated this. Yep. Uh, oh, right. oh, 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 uh? oh. Hmm? <laughs> I get so, it. Yeah, Steam full of uh, weirdly half-baked, under-moderated uh, social features that don't quite work as intended. As it turns out, weird, huh? Now the real question is: Is the owner of all these curators an Eastern European like key farm that's just selling games from behind wouldn't, an international border? Wouldn't that's surprise me. Yeah, so, I mean, there's plenty of these great markets. Yeah, I remember when we talked about TFT tra trading last week, or not a lot, not long ago, and I remember saying how like all the black market deals were happening through like TFT items for a while. Uh, anyways. Crazy story. I it's kind of hard for me to follow because I still don't understand the mechanism of how he like got from point A to point B. But so basically, somebody said this is a thing that happens. If they're legit Steam curators, they'll probably send an email about like, "Hey, why did you send me a key for the prologue instead of the full game?" Very few right. did, but a whole bunch of them suddenly set their reviews to negative at the same time. Probably because they went and resold that key, thinking it was a full game key, and somebody bought it and was like, "This is just a fucking demo, dude." Right, and so they had to like refund all those purchases. Yeah, and so these people apparent, and they're just like, "Oh, that explains why that ha why all these negative reviews showed up because they tried to sell the keys." <laughs> right. Um. These all these sites where the game keys for our game suddenly popped up on. That's weird. Huh. Okay. That mm -hmm. is weird. Yeah. But like you said, investigated the heck out of it. So. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, this last story is my story that i'm posting here because i think it's fascinating fucking nerd let me, let me tell you a little story about uh, a small company and a mouse so if you've heard okay, of I'm disney take that. if you've small heard company. of if you've heard of disney uh they've been in the video game biz nope. for like a long time and they and, wanted to not be in it for a while and then one day they were like you know what Video games aren't profitable. And then they like cut the cord and laid off everyone. They dismantled LucasArts Studio and they just turned off their whole game department. They're just like, you know what? Let's not pay, play pay for games anymore. Let's just partner with other people and have other people make games. Uh, and then they did that for a while. And then once again, they were like, you know what? These things aren't making massive amounts of money. Let's just pull the cord and just end that whole saga again. Have you heard of Disney Infinity? Well, <laughs> it's like impossible to get now because that game did not do as well as Skylanders. And they were like, well, I guess we're just done with this. <laughs> and then I they... mean, that whole toy game fucking yeah, era. I'm, just sort I'm of glad we conquered that. Up. I'm glad we got over that. Because <laughs> it, it was, was a very good idea, yeah. but it was it very felt expensive. Very yeah it, and it was very like uh it was all one game it was all i mean disney infinity tried to compete but it was really all skylanders which is was an activision product i think right skylanders activision yes because yeah. it was a spyro thing yeah 
Uh, yeah, Activision Publishing. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I I have some strong feelings about the Toys as Games uh, phenomena that happened. I, I it's funny. My old boss actually like loved the idea. I think there's some people out there that really love the idea of like having a, a physical toy that can extend its life digitally. Like, I think that's a really attractive idea for people. I just that's don't cool. know that we've ever like solved the right consumer friendly way to do that. Well, you yeah, know? it's it's just the software itself. Um, like just just video game industry in general is already predatory enough, but adding yeah, on like it, an aspect of like collecting merchandising, like, actual physical yeah product is is like it's just. It's just another prong and then stabbing a, you in the fucking face. And then you have things like these things were hard to get when they were just like, you know, stock to the game. But we're talking like then you have things like exclusive figurines that do special shit that nobody else can get. And it just gets incredibly like fucking impossible. And then you have secondary markets. And then, hey, ugh. so what if we turned no. the toys into cards and removed the video game? Oh, oh, uh, oh, okay, uh, okay. No. So as you know, collectible card games are a <laughs> beacon of morality. <laughs> no, nothing wrong yeah, with much this industry, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. All the Imagine. problems that I just talked about, what if it was just cardboard? Yeah, what if it was just cardboard and also everything was a loot box? Everything, every aspect of it was a loot box. So Disney... Uh, is entering the trading card game. And the reason why I brought up Disney's game like involvement past is because I can't tell how serious they are about this. According to this article and like what they're investing into it, they are uh, trying to make something on the style or on the scale of um, Hearthstone and uh, Magic the Gathering. It is a, a paper product only. It's not a digital product. But they okay. do want to release on a set and they want to have like um, expansions. They already have like a year of expansions planned. So they want to release like a new set every four, uh, every four months, you know, and have like a rotating standard and all this stuff. Like they want to make a real deal collectible whole, card game. This whole thing play. is so weird to read about because on the one hand, it's all about here's why the cards are going to be really pretty and why you're going to want to buy them and collect them, which, you know, fair. Yes. There's this there's this fantastic quote in this article from Polygon uh, from the, the the people making the cards the ancient ass company Ravensburger. Uh, anyway, ancient is true, but yeah, yes, like 140 <laughs> years old. Uh, and he's like, our art director is one of those one of those paint chip things from a manufacturer that detailed different foil treatments for cards. And then quotes, I'd say as a person who collects Pokemon cards, especially shiny evolutions, I'm very excited. <laughs> Uh, and then the I other half say, of this is like, yeah. yeah, we know Magic the Gathering is super competitive. We don't want to be super competitive. We want to be a few notches down from that. But uh, mm. so what this is, fucking, I don't know. It's they pulled Disney, back. Disney art cards inspired by the storybook art of the opening of classic Disney movies. If you think of chess as the highest confrontation level you can get, we're a bunch of notches behind that. Great, thanks. That's yeah, great. This very descriptive. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not chess, but it's also not nothing. So it's is it, some checkers. Is it connect four? Is it the tic tac toe? Is it the Final Fantasy Stratego. card game? Is it the... oh, oh, Stratego? I play Stratego. Oh, yes. Also, uh, just to emphasize Stratego. the ancient 
the ancientness of Ravensburger. Ravensburger was founded uh, 139 years ago. No, oh, it was so close. It is... I, 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 uh, <laughs> off the cuff, 140. I knew they were old. What? It is a old, old How ass game company. Nintendo. Nintendo's uh, like 80, right? I think so. Each. Uh, 132. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 1889. Like, they started as a card company, so. That's correct with their Hanafuda cards. Sure. Um, so, so, anyways, this is a, just a weird story to me because you know I've been really into card games recently because of my job and stuff. But okay, recently, um, more so recently. Um, and so I just, I just think it's such a strange move for Disney of all people to like decide to like, oh yeah, we're gonna go full force into this partnership and like create a whole bunch of cards with Ravensburger of all fucking people. <laughs> like, very strange partner. Um, and I could just see this project dying. Like, I feel like it's going to launch and then immediately discontinue. <laughs> like, I mean, it like, depends. It depends entirely on how much they can build a good enough game with cards that look pretty to hook the collectors, because that's entirely what this is. I don't think it's going to yeah. work out. I'd, it's, exactly. Like, the headline starts off saying they're trying to compete with Magic, and you literally I just, can't. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Um, one of the things I did say is I was talking about this with some card friends and they were saying like, but it's Disney, right? People will buy it just because it's Disney. And there's probably mm. some truth to that. I don't somewhat. know how much demographic oh, the, overlap there is. There is, there is absolutely <laughs> truth to that. <laughs> there are. But I will say like with Disney, like they, they, they're not happy or content with just some people buying it. Like if it's not printing money, then they're like, you know what? Forget it. It's dead. <laughs> Close yeah, it, it down. <laughs> if it costs them anything, yeah, then they will pull the plug on it. Yeah, it'll close it down faster than Google. I mean, oh, it's for kind sure. Of, yeah, it's 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 on the same. It's you know, it's their continued efforts to diversify the like age range of people that give a shit about classic Disney specifically. Yeah, they've done they've done an awful lot of work in the past few years to try to make Mickey Mouse cool so, like, and collectible again, and it's been working. Kids. Yeah, theater kids. They're just targeting theater kids. I mean, basically, <laughs> theater kids and their kids specifically. The only people that I'm aware of that still give a shit about Disney and on like a hardcore level. Yes, because I mean, I imagine at some level they know that eventually. Uh, the idea of Mickey will be public domain, but his trading cards sure won't be. Neither will his sweaters. <laughs> Can't get the new uh, Mickey shit outside of our gacha game. Wow. Depressing reality. Yeah. Moving on to the last news section. We have one platform wars for you today. Uh, we talked about the Switch a little bit earlier and how it's inferior to its big brother, the Wii U. But Switch is still pretty good as far as consoles go. But imagine, if you will, Logitech. That's right. Creators of such peripherals as a mouse and keyboard and headset. That's right. Logitech. Yeah, the all, giant all of your computer accessories. All your computer accessories is coming to potentially make their own console. There were some leaked images uh, of a Switch-like gaming handheld. That's uh, like then Logitech, vanished. Logitech teased this a while ago, and then some images got out, and there and Logitech was like, no, 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 we can't have this, and got those images taken down, and it's for some sort of Switch-like handheld streaming-only console. 
Gross. Which I find to be interesting and not as niche as I would have like two years ago. Yeah. Stadia paving the way. Stadia crawling so Logitech can run. Well, no, so it's <laughs> going to be Stadia compatible. Are, yeah. It's going to be uh, Game Pass compatible. It's going to be, I think, even PlayStation Now because they're, see... they're trying to dive into streaming and like not really advertising it. See, this, this kind of already... Um exists um, it's called it's as, called an as, android phone <laughs> well an android phone and they do make um android os like just yeah. handhelds you know you yeah. they're usually used for like you know emulation but they always other i mean they have like wi-fi capabilities so those are basically what these are um yeah, for sure it's just it's just a very specialized tablet you know what it's also based off of it's weird that it mentions the switch and all of that when it feels more like a steam deck like i'm looking at this and it looks like a Steam Deck more than it does a Switch to me. Like, I feel like that's the market they're chasing. I, I mean, guess. if you check out, I, I have to imagine though that as this as like they're not competing on price or performance. This is going to be a phone chip, like a Switch. Oh yeah, definitely. oh yeah. If, uh, the the thing, landfill garbage. Yeah. The thing that does set it apart, according to you know the leaked information, was um, it will be natively compatible with like the Google Play Store, which I think. Any other yes. kind of tablet, you have to sort of jailbreak it to do so that. So the the Google Play Store stuff sounds actually like pretty interesting. Yeah. As far as uh, I, integrations I it, go, I wish it all the Android gaming console success that the Oya had. And I I'm mean, sure it will. <laughs> if if you go to to the the YouTube channel Retro Game Core, you can see basically dozens of versions of of this sort of product. I just I, I'm curious just to so see what would set this apart. Well, you know, well, beyond beyond that, um, I mean, Logitech has the hindsight now to learn from the mistakes of its, you know, the bones of its successors. You're very shoulders of giants. Yeah. I'm 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 very pessimistic that Logitech any I'm not, I'm very pessimistic. Anyone can enter the console space right now. I think Steam oh, no. Deck, but they're even, not. Even the Steam Deck is like struggling, I, I think, in its adoptability. Like, it was a fad, and now that everyone has one, I don't know if people are still using theirs. I don't think they're trying to make a console per se. They're just making a tablet with a controller on it. Yeah. I mean, for from for the ones that come out from like uh, companies like Ambernick or like Palkitty are just like they're mostly for emulation of like earlier generation stuff. Yeah, but. I, I I I guess this one is more targeted towards like you know just sh streaming those those console games, but I, I I'm curious to see if it if it also has the same uh, capabilities as like those other Android OS handhelds yeah. that whenever do have an audience but I'll not be, that big. I'll be interested to see whenever Logitech decides to officially announce it. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll get canceled before it even gets that far. That was platform wars. So. Uh... Daniel, tell mm -hmm. us, tell us about immortality. Boy, the video okay. game. Oh, right. Not, the not, video not game. your vampire immortality. It's, that's a different thing. Uh, so I completely forgot because it had been delayed that the newest game from uh, Sam Barlow, creator of or main writer of such things as Her Story and Telling Lies, and also the, the only good post Konami only. Well, mostly good post-Konami Silent Hill game. Uh, came out, it's called Immortality. 
I don't really want to talk about it too much, not because I think it's not good, but because this is a video game entirely built around interpreting art, and I don't want to color people's interpretations of it beforehand. <laughs> Can you tell me, does it have interactive elements? <laughs> it's her story. So is, look is at, it a video game? You you look at yeah. video clips and you piece them together. Uh, we'll say unlike her story and uh, whatever the other one was, which I forget. I never um, made her story. Her story is excellent. But this game, so her story was like, here's a database essentially of video clips and they're linked together by keywords and whatever. Instead of linking them together by keywords, this is linked together by match cuts, which is a filmmaking term for... Uh, cutting between unrelated events using similar thematic elements so like hey we're gonna close in on this character's back as they walk through a door and then bam cut they're walking out of a door in a different place and your mind just connects that they traveled right you see the whole thing along the way um and so in this one you connect video clips by like watching a clip and then like clicking on a thing in the scene and it brings you to a related clip and that's important because this is about the mystery of a disappearance of a fictional actress who made a movie in 1968, showed up again to make one a year later, vanished for like 30 years, made one in 1999, and vanished again. None of the three movies ever came out in the fiction of this video game. And then this is presented to you as a collection of, here's all the footage we've ever found, and it is a collection of behind-the-scenes footage and script reads, script table reads, and rehearsals and raw video footage from like take three scene 68 of the first movie in 1968 using like there's like you know it's just the primary camera there's no it's just like the the onset audio it's not mastered it's just here's people just fucking making movies and all the behind the scenes stuff and you're digging through it for the mystery of what happened to this shit uh it's it is a, a labyrinth of incredibly interesting amazingly compelling storytelling some of the actual movie stuff in here is like shit this is like a really good looking movie like each individual movie you're digging through is super compelling on its own and there's three of them <laughs> for you to like dig through out of in out of order and contextless and like building it all in your head this is a game that says that gives you a tutorial on how to run the controls just fucks off lets you fuck around and do it yourself i guarantee you everybody playing this game is going to end up in a different place five scenes in because of just how stuff links together it's incredible like actually hmm. the the tech behind building this the the blueprints you have to put together to film three different movies essentially and the behind the scenes stuff necessary to then link them all together into a single overarching narrative is incredible like absolutely play this game especially if you like movies some of my favorite actor there are movie bits in this where you forget these are actors playing actors and not just you're watching a movie which is great uh some of my favorite characters are like the actors playing like the production assistants or the person with the clapboard and it's like you guys did this so well <laughs> this is so well made i like it's it is a hell of an experience, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Sounds very uh, auteur. Is that the right word? What's the artist? Art th th This is this is an auteur making a game about auteurs making art. This is some shit to say about art. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't realize auteur was specific to filmmaking. I thought auteur just meant like it, auteur theory. I think you know started as filmmaking because that was the the place it first showed up. Just it, yeah, it can be applied and, more broadly. And now, yeah, now it as so many other things have become collaborative, particularly video games. It's kind of expanded its scope. But, so, but based on some of the Steam reviews I'm I'm reading here, it's very not an obra din though. It's not no. a story with a mystery and you're solving it. It's there is much a story. There is a like story. Meta. There is a story with a mystery that links the stuff together, but it is not structured. This is you're right. doing the detective work your own, much like her story. You're done when you cut. There's an ending, but like you're done when you feel like you're done. You can like walk away from this when you feel like you've had your full and be completely fine with it. It is digging. Right. So it it's is like a space yeah. you can explore yes. kind of freely. It is a uh, it and, is a uh, it is a maze you can explore that has multiple levels with warps between all those levels it is clicking on a thing in a scene in a gothic you know like a gothic drama filmed in 1968 and being transported to like a, a behind the scenes vignette from 1999 <laughs> i i am picturing the guy who does give up on this game and it's just like yeah this is probably what happened and just I, guesses the mystery and walks away i don't i do not think you can guess the mystery to this going into it blind she didn't do disappear. You, um... Her kids just look exactly like her. Well, they, look, they... I'm just saying the game makes a very big point. If you read the about yeah. section on the menu to point out that this woman, again, made a movie in 1968 at 20, shows up again in this movie in 1999, looks the same. It's a point to not comment on the fact that this woman has apparently not aged in 30 years. Are you <laughs> looking to be wrong about two mysteries this episode? Yeah. Yeah, I am very good at guess. I'm I'm good at making interesting guesses, not correct guesses. I'm just saying uh, that's like a very I, very charitable way of saying wrong. Yeah, there's there's really the, the the mystery to this game is partly the mystery. It's the gameplay is finding the mystery yourself and just exploring the space and seeing what the game has to say about stuff because it has stuff to say about stuff. And I just I don't want to speak specifics. This, this um, the stuff what? about how acting sucks. The stuff is about art and the uh, process uh, of creating uh, and managing art and being an artist and taking uh, part in art and how art is viewed and how you, the viewer, view and interact with art. It is a yeah, wonderful layered meta narrative. <laughs> Society needs some hard lessons on. That, I might, so I might, I might actually check it out based on your. Uh, it's on. It's on review. It is on Game Pass. I highly recommend everybody at least check it out. All right, and one the, listener, yeah. Jason, or one listener, go play Immortality. <laughs> it's a movie. Then, it's a game about movies. It seems right up your alley. It's a Even game about it movies. Seems, it's a movie about games. It's it seems intense, but yeah. still. <laughs> uh, the one question I have, mm -hmm. they would be the hugest barrier to me for playing this is. How well can you structure the things that you find? Like so once you've found once something. You've, once you've built like the database, much like in her story, you can zoom out of the clip you're in and see everything you've unlocked, scenes or sort them by the specific image you clicked to get into a thing and see them okay, all in good. chronological order or in movie scene order because movies are filmed out of order. So if you want to, you can unlock every scene for a movie and just like sit down and watch most of a movie. Okay. All right. That's good. Because I feel like with something like this, which sounds like it has hundreds of clips. Look, it's like... not as it's not as bad as House of Leaves. I'll say that much. 
Oh, House of Leaves. Is that the same? It's that's a book. A, that's a book oh. that I don't think you could do in any other form of media. No, probably not. Yeah, it's something that can only exist as a book. House like, imagine of House of Leaves. Leaves is. Imagine if your choose your own adventure book told you to go back to a page, read the margin, which then told you to like actually read this page you're on, but read it backwards and only the red letters. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, some god what is this? Yeah, House of Leaves is some bullshit. Oh yeah, I've I've read House of Leaves. It's fine. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta read the book like it's not a book. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that's that's what I have to say about immortality. Uh, check it out. It's on Game Pass. Okay. Uh, Tim, tell us about Rollerdrome again. So, listener, you missed out, but Tim regaled us with his tales of Rollerdrome, which sounded very fascinating, but it wasn't on the podcast. So, Tim, you're going to have to, like, bring back all that enthusiasm. Hey, listen, I don't even remember what I said last week. Um, Perfect. Perfect. Go with that. I barely remember what I did yesterday. Uh, Anyway, as far as I'm concerned, um, so do, do you guys like Tony Hawk? Hell yeah. yeah. Not not the recent output, but you know, like, yeah. Um, Good. Now, what if you uh, had guns while you were slamming, jamming, and and grinding? You mean like Uh, Shadow the Hedgehog? Yeah. Like like Jet Set Radio. No. Uh, I think I've actually played a a Tony Hawk America's Wasteland mod where you have guns. Okay. (laughs) Okay. yeah, this is roller roller skates. This is uh, roller derby. Uh, but instead of uh, just bashing into each other, um, you have guns. You uh-huh. have you have two pistols, um, and then you get a shotgun, and then you get a grenade launcher, um, and you shoot in this. Uh, what, do, what do they call it? What do they call it? Hold future on. hellscape blood sport. It it is like this this dystopian future blood sport. You're right, blood sport. But there's also like in the yes. narrative, there's also hints of like political corruption. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. How could this game possibly have a narrative? Do go there, on. Okay. And, does the, it, and how does the moon play into the story? Would you say so far? Not at all. Uh, but you know, I haven't beaten the game yet, and I honestly am not sure if I ever will because this game is fucking hard. Um, yeah, it, you know I, how... I haven't I haven't played it, but I've watched it. And boy, uh, this is spinning plates. The video game, <laughs> like in, in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, all you got to worry about is doing your fucking tricks. In this game, you have to worry about doing your fucking tricks to reload your guns, and also not getting hit, and also shooting. And it's it's a lot to keep in your mind's eye at once. And honestly, I'm not sure I can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Like and you it, can this do is, it. Like I picked two difficult games to try out. The <laughs> other one being Thymesia. But like this is this this is just like it is it is Tony Hawk if you had to do like four other things at once. And it there, all there works. is a slowdown though, right? Like there, at least yeah, no, at yeah. least it gives you half a second to aim and think about what you're aiming at cuz otherwise i think this game would be unplayable. The slowdown you can you can activate um at any time is actually like pretty generous and it reloads very quickly. It's just everything that is happening is so chaotic cuz they they throw in like guys with riot shields that throw mines. They show they throw in like guys with fucking rocket launchers that uh that are that home, that home in on you. Um and lasers can you, um, can you dodge roll everything yes or dodge you can dodge roll everything yeah okay. it's a it's a dark okay. souls dodge roll you have iframes 
It is. Okay. Um, it, it does have a lot of mechanics that are, I mean, like mechanically it can be pretty generous with its like dodge rolls, its invincibility, its iframes. Um, and like, it doesn't really fuss too much with like what trick you're doing, except for like the challenges, because like Tony Hawk, um, there are challenges for every level that range from like, I don't know, uh, get a, like a, like a 10, like a 10, uh, kill combo to, uh, do this specific trick at this specific like trick point to uh, kill a person uh, doing this specific grind or just like straight like beat this other competitor's score. Yeah, or and like you beat the level in like a minute and a half. <laughs> and, and there's like, you are, yeah, from what I've seen, there's like a dozen of these fucking challenges. You're not going to get them all. Yeah. And in, in, in also Tony Hawk fashion, um, you don't get to go to the later levels until you clear enough challenges. Mm-hmm. So fucking figure it out. Get good, idiot. <laughs> this game this is game beating wild. my ass. Yeah, how, I, how far into it are you? Like, is it level-based content? Or? So there's, um, there's like tiers. There's like, uh, there's like, you know, uh, like the entry uh, levels, which is like, uh, like tutorial, and like four levels. And then there's like, you move up uh, in in these tiers. And I think there's like four. There's like sixteen levels total, or something like that. Um, so I'm at the second tier of levels, and it's just, it's fucking chaos just complete anarchy of lasers and missiles and mines and people trying to beat my ass there are and, boss and I, I there are gotta, there are boss fights too like giant s- like robots made of ramps that shoot lasers and shit it's like this game's wild I'm supposed to fucking stunt on all these people i'm supposed to do an acid drop in slow motion and and shoot you to death <laughs> like i what, what am i i can't Would do this you're you not what, on nearly you know enough what? ritalin you know what you You're need, right. Tim? You need you need a calm, relaxing strategy board game. Um, but imagine, if you will, that this oh strategy game <laughs> was fuck, on no. a map that had three hundred participants. Are you <laughs> that... sure you don't want to save this for next week? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, because I, there's not a lot to talk about, believe it or not. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, are you fucking serious? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's da- total, I mean, Daniel to- might have more yeah, to say about to- it. It's, I mean, it's Total I- War, Warhammer 3, the Immortal Empire full map thing released. It's been in the works since, uh, early... Wait, hold on. Total War, uh, Warhammer 1 Yeah, this was, this was always the promise that eventually... 2016. This was, the, this was the end game from the first, right? Yes. This is the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, of Total uh, uh, War. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and their whole plan was, and for people that aren't familiar, Warhammer is just very briefly um, a, a strategy game, a tabletop miniatures game, uh, and the Total War people uh, that made, you know, war simulation games, uh, Shogun, uh, Rome, uh, Medieval, and they've done a lot of war simulation games. They partnered up, these two companies, and they made a war simulation game of the tabletop game, and it called Total War Warhammer 1. Now, Warhammer, because it's a tabletop miniature game, has tons of factions, tons of characters, Too tons many, of war, in fact. Because the miniatures have been around for, I don't know... 37 uh, years i want to say the first release and, first edition of uh, fantasy so like they've been developing it and you know with so much content so the the video game can like pick and choose like how much they want however 
when you're making a video game, you can only pack it with so much stuff, right? So they chose a like core set of factions and characters for the very first game. Uh, but then their promise was they're going to make a sequel and a third one. And they promised they were going to do this. And what they wanted, their vision was eventually after they add each additional version of the game, which will have more characters, you're going to be able to play with all of them at the same time. So there's like uh, 20 ra- like factions, like uh, hun- too many. 100 something characters. Too many. And they they took the maps from each game and then stitched them together into this into this like 400 province like mega region that is the entirety of the old world. Um, so it's like four actual continents of locations. Um, kind of reminds me of like Crusader Kings scale of like world, it, but it, then way more because, factions. <laughs> especially because like Crusader Kings, uh, full, the fantasy world in Warhammer Fantasy is based on our world. So there is yes. fantasy. So this is this is planet Earth, except with minotaurs and dwarves. And there's yes. like fantasy Russia and like oh, yeah. there's fantasy South America, fantasy US or not don't, US, fantasy North just, America. Just like don't fantasy look, Africa. <laughs> don't look too close at the fantasy representations of uh, places outside of like Central and Western Europe. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't look too hard at it. Things were different back so, in wait, 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 we got the is it like the Lord of the Rings problem or the the Harry Potter problem? Well, no. sort of. There, there was look. It's been a long history of especially eighties. You eighties Britain was real racist. Uh, don't look what? up. D- well, more worse. Like don't don't look, look up, up the Greenskins. <laughs> no, the grid. Look, look. The Greenskins being based on football hooligans. That's fun. I'm talking about shit like the Pygmies. And other things that have been actively okay. disavowed and uh, why. And again, there's not so good, but better reason, I guess, that most of the there are no human races in like Africa, fantasy Africa. Yes. <laughs> it's skeletons there instead because they just they stopped wanting to deal with that uh, for good reason. Anyway, I, I mean, uh, actually, the Tomb Kings are fucking awesome yeah, and they take up the entirety of the Sahara yeah. So like that's that's what Northern Africa is is I mean, about un undead Egyptian un- yeah. liches. <laughs> I mean, Tomb, Tomb Kings yeah. does sound metal as shit. Yeah, they. I mean, they're 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 awesome. Uh, s- s- their their king is uh, a guy named Setra. Uh, he has a whole list of titles. His thing is he does not Setra does not kneel. Setra rules uh, because Setra rules. Yeah, Setra rules. <laughs> Tunnel snakes rule. Uh, so this patch came out. All three games are mashed together, which is great because now Total War Warhammer 3 is playable because I fucking hated the campaign that this game shipped with. The small version <laughs> yeah, of it. Total I War 3 it. campaign's not good. I hate it so much. I hate it even more than the Vortex. I hate it even more than the Vortex from 2. It, I did not like it at all. Uh, a quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At what point do you just say fuck this and go play Dwarf Fortress? Uh, I mean, that's it's a, a different thing. Before you start. <laughs> as soon as as soon as you like start the steamroll and like these games you always get there where like you sort of reach stability in your local province and like you get like sixty five army five armies like, or so. The, like the same point where you quit a quit a civ game. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, so, exactly. So they actually in this patch, they're like, Hey, we know people do this. <laughs> these games are too <laughs> goddamn long. So a we're inter- we're revamping the short victory conditions, which are like actually short. You can do those in like some of them like fifty turns pretty easily. 
Uh, and if you want to go longer, we've revamped the long campaign. And if you want to go to what used to be the end game, which was like 150-ish turns, there's a whole bunch of new, like brand new, like end game crisis stuff, like out of a Stellaris, where like, you know, it used to be in the old games. Everything's was going to shit. It used to be like chaos is invaded. Now there's like just a gazillion armies rampaging from the north. and You got to prepare for this the whole game. Now it's just like the problem might be there are too many dwarves. <laughs> they're mad. They want their shit back. And now they're going to fight everybody. <laughs> and just like, and it can be random. You can like turn on which ones you want or don't want at some point. They're going to let you just enable all of them at the same time, <laughs> which sounds wonderful. Uh, yeah, what what makes this campaign great is that it's a complete sandbox. There's no like forced narrative shit like in the solo campaigns for the the base games. So it's just if you want to, you know, you choose a ruler of a race and you start somewhere and you do shit locally and you can, you know, just play Total War with so much stuff. With uh, everyone, I will say with everyone and everything. Do not everything. trust. Do not trust the beginner tag on Empire, specifically Reichland, as Carl Franz. That shit is not beginner friendly. That is the most chaotic bullshit <laughs> you need to be ready for. Empire are just is just if you want to know is it's just the Holy Roman Empire. It's just okay. It's just people sort of. It's it's dudes I mean, with it's mostly dudes with spears and swords and eventually knights riding griffins and like steam tanks and, and then shit. also eventually tanks yeah yes, they, steam they tanks tanks um, and giant ass cannons yeah great cannons I see the evolution here but okay their problem easy. is because they're very normal they have a faction mechanic where much like the Holy Roman Empire it's all about like I got a curry favor with all I'm technically the empire of the em- I'm technically the emperor of the empire but all of the like various lords absolutely hate me do not respect the imperial authority so i gotta make them respect my authority and the problem with that is if you're vast if the imperial court like loses in fights they lose imperial authority because like you can't keep the empire together which is a horrible problem because because this like world map has like surrounded the empire with like five different completely different factions that are all extremely aggressive that will absolutely they all hate you will absolutely kick the shit out of the AI because the Empire is from the first game and their shit hasn't been revamped to the same standards as the new stuff. (laughs) So, like, you have garrisons that can't hold cities and Carl Franz doesn't get a mage. He's the only legendary lord in the game that doesn't start with a hero. So you have to get to tier three to get your first fucking magic as him, which is impossible because you need to send stuff north because Festus, the new Nurgle dude, he's going to kick the shit out of those guys yeah, in, six, in, in six turns. You need to save them in six turns, but also Marienburg to the west, you have three turns to get there before they get their shit kicked in. And also, no, to that's the a east, barren wasteland in yeah, my campaign. Yeah, to They're the gone. East, to the the east there's also like orcs and south and vampires and it's it is the most chaotic bullshit in the world do not trust that beginner's voice literally anybody else i i I could go on and on about warhammer and its goofy factions i think daniel just get a good point where it's like you are surrounded by orcs goblins vampires uh plague bearing demons demons yeah uh the 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 Norse the raiders of the north who want to come down and eat your skull 
And uh, yeah, you're just surrounded by all these people on all sides. And that does really speak to the many factions. The one faction you didn't mention, which is my favorite faction in Warhammer, even though I hate playing as them, I just think it's funny they exist, is Fantasy France. Yep. Which, <laughs> <Bretonia>. <laughs> yeah. which is Bretonia. And they all have French names and they're all about their entire army mechanic is about chivalry yeah, and having like few knights that are very powerful and then just worthless on a dirt, giant yeah. worthless <laughs> a giant dirt field farming of peasants. peasants they are so they you, are fantasy france by way of king arthur legends but mostly monty python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> so they, they put on all their peasants with their little pitchforks and and like their like attributes of the peasants as like meat shield and like disposable and like oh the peasant life and like all, and then you all have of the, this all the leaders like, are so pompous yeah, it's like ah this be the glory of combat yeah. <laughs> it's like it's incredible they're so ridiculous beyond francoeur uh anyway great yeah. It's 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 fun content and uh yeah I think you know if, if with any strategy game it definitely reaches a point where it's like this is too much I have to stop and then start a new game or you know just decide that you've gotten far enough into it but yeah, this is uh, I've I've won enough. <laughs> yeah exactly. And I think your Civ 5 example is like yeah. is the most apt. But imagine um, if if Civ 5 said like hey here's the short victory you accomplished it in you know 40 turns in or whatever and you could feel fine about leaving because you know you're going to win the long one eventually but you can at least get a victory screen out of it yeah, i actually meant in. civ 6 because civ yeah. 6 is the most recent civ not civ 5 right. whatever uh, they're i don't know i want civ, civ 7 give me civ 7 i love civ i just i've played it too many times i can't play it anymore <laughs> um anyways that's the games unless tim you want to talk about th- 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 thymax thymax eh. Civ for next, for next week, week. All right, we'll talk about Thymax next week. And thank you, Dean, for telling us all about Scarlet Nexus. Now, all? Okay. I I gave you the opportunity to talk about as much of it as you as you wanted. So I assumed you did exactly that, and there's nothing else to say about the game of note. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, you got me there. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. Hope you had a good time, enjoyed our many news articles that we shared with you and our stories of the games that we played this week uh remember that we are going to play we happy few and by we i mean dean and dean's gonna tell you all about it we're gonna play god damn it (laughs) and uh yeah we'll we'll see you next week thanks for listening goodbye bye